0: Good morning. It is Kale and Company live right here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Great to have you with us on a Tuesday. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental with individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental Covers Me. Dot com. and speaking of uh, insurance that's what we're going to talk about today our monthly visit with the New Hampshire Insurance Department and uh, today we welcome the director of life and health Jason Dexter Jason welcome to the show great to have you with us
1: good morning and thanks for having me oh it
0: is uh, it is our pleasure always enjoy these segments because uh, i learn a lot and i know our audience does as well and if you have any questions regarding your insurance coverage, the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Consumer Services Division is here to help you. And you can contact them by emailing consumerservices at ins.nh.gov or calling 800-852-3416. And you can also learn more at nh.gov slash insurance. And... Uh, Jason, uh, tell us about the, uh, the aspects of insurance coverage that are under your purview as uh, the Life and Health Division Director.
1: <laughs> well, there's a lot of them. Uh, it's, I think a lot of people just kind of focused on health insurance or major medical health insurance, but we cover a lot of different products. Uh, on one side of the business, it's life insurance products and all the types that come with that, whole term, et cetera. Uh, you have annuity products that we do some uh, regulation of. And then on the, the health side, you have got a whole market of supplemental health insurance, and that is many products, the disability insurance, long-term care. Uh, we even have the uh, what's called the Community Care Retirement Centers. We will regulate those, and then a big um, supplemental health market, you know, meds up, um, hospital indemnity accident products, lots of them. Do
0: uh, most people uh, in New Hampshire have life insurance?
1: Uh, from a premium perspective, that's one of the big ones. Yeah, you know, I think it, a lot of people, particularly through their employers, uh, pick up life insurance easily. Probably don't even know they have it. No. Uh, yeah, o- Other yeah. folks, I think, uh, particularly when they're young, pick up the simple 10-20 year term life insurance either through somebody they, a, a broker they know. Or their bank or a credit union. There's a lot of a lot of sales of life insurance products.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. So, how are life and health insurance products different from a regulatory perspective uh, from other insurance products like homeowners or auto insurance?
1: Yeah, sure. I think um, one of the big differences with life insurance and some supplemental health insurance products is it's a long-term purchase. You know, you're going to buy a life product. Some people carry life products for decades upon decades upon decades. If you're going to buy a a, a auto insurance policy, that's an annual policy. Mm-hmm. You're going to shop it maybe a few different times during your life. With life insurance, you kind of you know a lot of them you're buying and you're living it with a, a good long time. Some supplemental health are the same. If you're going to buy a long-term care or a disability product, you're going to live with that for potentially decades. Uh, so that's one of the big differences between the two. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, of course, uh, you know, all plans are not the same in terms of life insurance. There are many aspects. Some you can, you know, borrow from for other purposes and, and that sort of thing. So uh, they are quite
1: diversified. Absolutely. They are diversified. And one of the interesting things about life annuities, there's an interstate compact. So there are carriers are able to go to the interstate compact and get a product approved. It's approved in 47 different states. You know, that, that doesn't happen with other products uh, for the most part.
0: Now, uh, to most consumers, health insurance is one of the most important insurance products that they purchase. Do you have tips for what they should do if they don't know uh, whether or not something is covered?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things that happens with health insurance is when you purchase it, you get this card. Get this little card that either goes in your wallet or they've put it on your device so you can pull it up and on the back of it there's a phone number and it's going to have a customer service phone number and if it's a really you know a basic question call them call that number ask people hey uh whichever the carrier is they have customer service product people designed to help you with the basic questions
0: yeah absolutely and it is it it can be uh very overwhelming i think for most people
1: oh it's very overwhelming for sure i think uh if you're going to try to change coverages, that's something where you really want to reach out, and you want to learn more. Um, if you have complex health issues, you want to talk to your carrier that you have. If you're reaching out to somebody else where you're thinking of changing carriers, you want to talk to the new carrier. Make sure you have the right uh, coverage in place for what your particular needs are.
0: Uh, many people are fortunate enough to uh, get health coverage from work. Uh, others uh, don't. Uh, so well, what do you suggest... For them, what what's the best way to, to shop around for health coverage?
1: Sure, you really have three three approaches. If you're a if you're an individual, the first place you want to go to is healthcare.gov. That's the marketplace. Uh, the beauty of that is, depending on your income, you have potential uh, availability of subsidies of either your premium or the cost-sharing elements of that policy. So you want to start there. Um, if that doesn't, you know isn't the direct route you want to go. You can also go to a New Hampshire broker. Um, all the products that are available on healthcare.gov are also available through brokers, uh, just not without the subsidy piece if you go through them. And then if kind of the final line is um, you know, the New Hampshire navigators. You know, There's a health insurance hotline, hotline that is 1-877-211-6284 where you can reach out to them and they can help you.
0: And that is New Hampshire Navigators. Yes. Okay, well, yes, tell us a little
1: bit about that. So that's, I think when the Affordable Care Act was passed, there was a um, an interest in trying to get people into the coverage system. You know, the more, this is a risk pool anything. Mm-hmm. The more people you get into a, a risk pool, the better everyone else is. Helps you, keeps your premiums down um, as you spread out that risk. And one of the things they built into that system was let's, let's get people that are designed to market this stuff Um, that maybe they're they're less focused on just being a broker and more focused on helping people understand getting the right coverage for them and getting into this system where they maybe they think they can't afford it and the reality is they can if they have certain subsidies and and it can be actually really inexpensive for folks if if you're in the right income bracket
0: so how do people find out I mean I'm just hearing about New Hampshire navigators I believe for the first time how do people find out about that
1: well, it's interesting. They're um, they're contracted not through the insurance department, um, but they do do advertising when uh, open enrollment is mm-hmm. you know happening, and that's uh, December, you know, December early January of each year. Open enrollment happens. They get out there. They've had some commercials, um, and then they, they do some advertising. But, yeah, hey, we're plugging them right here today.
0: We are. We are giving them good publicity here on WKXL. So it's New Hampshire Navigators, and it's 877 211 6824. 6284. Oh, 6284. What did I say? But anyway, it's, it's 877, right? 211 6824.
1: T- 6284. Yes, sir. Okay, it's there actu- you go. Actually, the last four are NAVI, N-A-V-I. Oh,
0: okay. Okay, very good. So that that's that makes it simpler. <laughs> very good for those dyslexic people like me. But uh, at, at any rate, that is, that is really good to know about. Good information this morning. And our guest on this portion of the program is the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Director of Life and Health, Jason Dexter, and I always... I'd uh, like to uh, ask the folks that come in from the New Hampshire Department of Insurance how they got involved uh, in insurance. Were you When you were a little kid growing up in, in Montana, did, was your aspiration to be in the insurance world? <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it, it wasn't, although I do have a great picture of my, father and, or my grandfather in his blue cross shirt from 1960-something ah, so, uh, that I pull out every now and again. Uh, I actually have spent my entire career in insurance, a little bit by accident. Uh, when I was living in Seattle right after college, I somehow had somebody recommend I apply for an auto claims position with a, a major carrier on in Seattle. Uh, and one of these scenarios where I spent five years it doing auto claims, a mix of in the whole Seattle market, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Um, and I was working a lot of personal injury claims and working with a lot of attorneys. I'm like, hey, this, I can do that. So I decided to go to law school and focused in law school a lot on health insurance. You know, I did a lot of complex stuff when you get into that area. And from there, I haven't really left. You know, I did a little bit of uh, in the legal world of practicing, primarily with you know, insurance matters. And then I've been with the State of New Hampshire for about 15 years, attended that with the State Employee and Retiree Health Benefit Program, and five with the Insurance Department. Outstanding, and
0: uh, we will have more with uh, Jason Dexter right after these words. Uh, Jason is with the the New Hampshire Insurance Department, and uh, once again, we remind you that if you have any questions at all regarding your insurance coverage, the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Consumer Services Division is there to help. And you can contact them by emailing services at or calling 800 852 3416 And you can learn more as well at nh.gov slash insurance. Back with more right after these words, Kale and Company, WKXL, NHTalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. And uh, as is our custom here on the program, the first Tuesday of each month, we uh, talk about insurance with our good friends of the New Hampshire Insurance Department. And today uh, we welcome the department's director of life and health, Jason Dexter, who was uh, during the break. Uh, Trying to explain to me what I have for coverage, <laughs> being of uh, the certain age uh, that I am, that I am. So uh, I have the uh, the regular uh, Medicare <laughs> uh, that you get from the government, but everybody has to have a uh, a supplemental plan as well. Correct?
1: That's right. So I- what do I have? <laughs> from, from the card, it looks like a Medicare Advantage plan to me. Okay,
0: <laughs> so- but there are differences between Medicare Advantage and other Medicare. Supplements,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think the typical individual is going to have Medicare Part A and Part B, and there's a couple of ways to supplement those products. and the the one The one we prefer is Medicare supplemental insurance because we regulate it. Okay, and, and that's um, that's a carrier that's basically uh, you're purchasing coverage where Medicare is going to pay first, and then the med sup is going to come in second and 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 pay additional amounts on on your, what you owe. Uh, Medicare Advantage is a product which kind of combines those two. Um, so health insurance carriers kind of do the job of the the Fed, federal government in that that aspect, and we end up not regulating those products. There's some advantages to both, but we like the products that we regulate.
0: And so Medicare Advantage is not regulated? Well, it's regulated by the federal government. By the United government, States, but not sir. locally. Yes. No? Okay. All right. So so therein lies the difference. So, see, I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> really, I learned about the uh, NH Navigators and uh, and now about uh, the difference between uh, different kinds of uh, uh, insurance for people of a certain age. And I guess, you know, it's tough to get by uh, especially if you have any medical issues, with Medicare alone,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I think you, you're going to want to have some supplemental uh, because there is cost share involved there. And whether it's Medicare product or whether it's a major medical insurance product, I think there's a couple of things you really want to think about uh, when you're purchasing your major medical insurance. You're going to have a balance, you know, if unless you're getting it through uh, an employer. There's there's sometimes um, options there. Um, but you're going to have to balance premium versus your cost share. How high a deductible do you want? How high do your co-pays? You know, that's going to the higher those are, the lower your premium might be. Some people go to the reverse. They want kind of a lower uh, deductibles and co-pays, and then they pay more in premium. Um, but when you do that, there's, there are things out there which are supplemental health insurance products, which are really financial you know, protection products. So if you're gonna if you, you're gonna go purchase an accident only policy or a hospital indemnity policy or a specified disease cancer policy, those are designed for major life events, where even if you have health insurance, you're gonna have money out of pocket. You know, and it could yeah. be a significant amount of money out of pocket. And those supplemental products are what are designed to instead of pulling money out of your IRA or pulling money yeah. out of your bank account, um, you're gonna be able to supplement some of that. Um, so I think of those more as protecting your bank account.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. So what, what is the, the uh, process that uh, consumers should follow if they have a denial of, uh, of coverage or something uh, you know, through their health insurance? Uh, what, what if they're denied uh, insurance
1: coverage? Sure, I think that the, the first thing I would do um, is find that card again. Pull out your card uh, to your wallet or on your device and call the customer service. Sometimes it's a really simple thing um, where it's a referral that just kinda got mixed up and something disconnected and it's solved with a quick phone call. Um, When that's not the case and you can't work it out just with that first phone call to your your carrier, um, sometimes there's just no coverage. It could be an exclusion in the policy or Uh, You have to think about network issues when you have health insurance. Um, But if if you think there's still an issue, call the Consumer Services Division. Mm -hmm. They get a lot of calls. They know these products basically because they've handled so many calls over the years that they kind of have to learn them in order to help people. So we have people that have been there a long time. They've answered a lot of these questions. That's the great way to go. you know, the the next step, you get into the grievance and appeals, which hopefully you, know, you don't have to go to that right. level because yeah. at that point it becomes more of a, an administrative process. Uh, but I think the majority resolve before they have to get there. If they have to get there, consumer services will help you understand that process.
0: Right. Uh, are there some key, uh, key questions that uh, consumers should ask when they sign up for a new health insurance plan, whether it's uh, through their employer or uh, the individual market.
1: Yeah, I think that particularly if you have complex health issues, you want to have a conversation with someone at that carrier. Um, you know, Sometimes you don't have a choice, you're changing carriers regardless. Um, but even so, you want, you want to reach out to them and get an understanding of, hey, I've got these particular prescriptions that mm-hmm. are going to shift. Um, I want to make sure, what what do I do to make sure that happens? And Maybe you have a formulary issue or a particular brand drug that you're using on one product is, isn't favored on the next one. How are you going to make that work? Um, it involves some self-advocacy. You've got to kind of step in there and say, all right, I've got enough going on here that I have to try to figure it out um, without just kind of, Cross my fingers and hoping it works.
0: All right, yeah, because there's there's a lot of uh, steps that you uh, that you have to follow, and uh, you know the, the coverage is there, but uh, sometimes it takes a little, uh, kind of a, a deep dive to uh, to get all the information and uh, you know that that you need to uh, choose the right plan for you.
1: Yeah, and any any good employer, even if it's an employer um, coverage, they're going to have meetings. Yeah, with their yeah. with their staff, and they're an hour long. And they're detailed yeah and go if you're an employee go um even if you've gone you know two years before or three years or four or whatever go and listen and and educate yourself and learn about what this stuff does for you and what voluntary products like supplemental health insurance might be available
0: yeah, uh, absolutely. And, uh, and but if you have to navigate it, uh, you know, by yourself and not through the company that uh, that you work for, it can be a little bit more of a, a difficult process, I would think. But uh, absolutely. But there's always help there, which is uh, which is a good thing. Yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, not only through the uh, New Hampshire Insurance Department, but as we uh, learned today about New Hampshire Navigators at 877-211-6284. Are eight seven seven two one one Navi N A V I. Yes, sir. So there you go. I, I learned something. I, I'm I'm learning a lot today, Jason, <laughs> uh, uh, from you. Do you have any uh, more great great advice that you could that you could pass along before we have to wrap it up?
1: I think the only thing I'd, I'd give a plug in here for our market regulation unit. That's one of the units that uh, reports to me, and they're kind of an arm, ultimately, of that consumer services division. As questions and uh, inquiries and concerns are coming into that consumer um, division, we're monitoring those and figuring Mm -hmm. out, is there a a larger issue? Is this a one-off issue? Is this something we're seeing a lot of? Um, And if we see a lot of them, that's where we go to our market regulation unit and say, hey, we need to look into this. Uh, we have a couple of tools in the tools box, but e- either way, we take a closer look at it and try to figure out if there's something we need to engage a carrier on uh, to get resolved more globally.
0: Is he- health and uh, life insurance uh, ever evolving? Are there always uh, little changes, subtleties that are <laughs> taking place out there?
1: I think in life, there some of those products are very basic. I think you see a lot of uh, innovation in the annuity world, where they're trying to um, find the next product that works uh, the best long term. Um, you know, health insurance itself is relatively static. I think carriers try to implement programs um, where where they can drive down premium while still providing valuable coverage uh, for individuals. That that's ever. Ever ongoing, they're yeah. trying to find the right mix. Uh, but yeah, that's there's definitely carriers out there trying to sell uh, products with some innovation.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And uh, are, are annuities popular?
1: Oh, very. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's, um, you know, we get through the complaint department. I think sometimes those are long-term products. Mm-hmm. And yep. So sometimes yep. you'll get. Uh, People that are like, hey, you know, I did something twenty years ago and I didn't necessarily love it. Yeah. But it pays off in the
0: long run. run. It does. If not for you, for your for your ancestors, right? (laughs) For those who have who will come along the next generation, in other words. Well Jason Dexter, I really appreciate you coming in today. Uh, you've been a very informative guest. We appreciate it. And again, folks, if you have uh, any questions regarding your insurance coverage, the New Hampshire Insurance Department's Consumer Services Division is there for you. And uh, you can contact them by emailing services at ins.nh.gov or calling 800-852-3416. And you can learn more at nh.gov slash insurance Jason again thanks so much for being with us today Thank you're having me and uh, that'll do it for this segment of uh, kale and company we have another one coming up stand by for more right here on wKxL and talk radio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental we'll be right back <laughs> Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL nhtalkradio.com Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. And thanks again to Jason Dexter for stopping by today from the New Hampshire Insurance Department. Always great information during our insurance segments. The first Tuesday of each month here on WKXL and uh, Stacy, from the donut shop in Hooksit uh, wants us to send out a shout out today to T B B A in Hooksit. And Stacy says they are the best Taekwondo studio ever at 11 Kimball Drive in Hooksett. That's uh, T B B A. What does it stand for? Tiger. Black Belt Academy. So there's your sh- shout-out to them. Stacy. thanks very much uh, for getting in touch with us. It is a sad day for many music fans, and I don't want to say just to, you know pigeonhole them into country music fans because I think music fans in general loved the music of Toby Keith. I only had the chance to see him once, and uh, that was in Guilford, at the uh, Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion, and uh, he was just incredible. What what a show he put on, and uh, Toby Keith died yesterday at the age of 62. His family wrote in a statement posted to his website and social media accounts uh, early today, and I quote here, Toby Keith passed away peacefully last night on February 5th, surrounded by his family. He fought his fight with grace and courage. Please respect the privacy of his family at this time. Uh, Keith revealed in June 2022 that he had been diagnosed with stomach cancer. The Oklahoma-based country music star was best known for his 1993 hit song, Should Have Been a Cowboy. And his breakout hit was played three million times on radio stations and became the most played country song of the 1990s. Among his uh, 20, 20 number one Billboard hits were How Do You Like Me Now, As Good As I Once Was, My List, and Beer for My Horses, which he did uh, with Willie Nelson. And, of course, who can forget a Red Solo Cup, that was another uh, a great song that uh, people love to sing along with at uh, Toby Keith concerts and when they blasted in their car radios uh, as well. And uh, his uh, 2002 song, Courtesy of the Red, White and Blue, showcased uh, his patriotism following the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Uh, Keith, however, didn't just use the idea of American patriotism in his songs. Uh, He gave his support to the American military going on 11 USO tours to visit and play for troops serving overseas. He had write about his support for the men and women in America's military with his uh, 2003 hit American Soldier. He also helped raise millions for charity over his career, including... Building a home in Oklahoma City uh, for kids and their families who are battling cancer. Uh, He also played for events uh, at at events for Presidents George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump. And uh, Trump uh, gave him uh, the National uh, Medal of the Arts in uh, 2021. And uh, throughout his career, Toby Keith was. Recognized for his vocal, songwriting, and live performances. I regret that I only saw one of his uh, live performances. Uh, His last one was in December. He had a three-night engagement to uh, sold-out houses in Las Vegas. And uh, that that was the last time that uh, he performed was in uh, December of uh, 2023. Uh, In 2001... Keith won the Male Vocalist of the Year and Album of the Year at the Academy of Country Music Awards. He would go on to win Entertainer of the Year in 2003 and 2004, also winning Top Male Vocalist and Album of the Year for Shock Annual the latter year. He was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2015. He released his final album, Peso in My Pocket, in 2021. And he is survived by his wife, Trisha, three children, and uh, four grandchildren. A great loss. Uh, Toby Keith passing away yesterday at the age of 62. Well, there was some news out of the sports world on Monday, and that was that uh, another Belichick... Is departing New England. That's right. Uh, Bill Belichick's son Steve, who was the Patriots' defensive play caller for the past five seasons, has agreed to be the defensive coordinator at the University of Washington. The Huskies, who uh, uh, they were the runner-up to Michigan in the uh, the national title game played a few weeks back. A uh, very good program at Washington, and Steve Belichick will be taking over as their defensive coordinator. Other news from the, uh, the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles will be playing host to the first-ever NFL game in Brazil. That's right. Philadelphia will uh, take on a yet-to-be-determined opponent On the 6th of September. Now, that's a Friday night. That's the day after the season will kick off with a Thursday night football game between the Super Bowl champions and somebody else. Uh, This will be the NFL's first Friday game on opening weekend in more than 50 years. 5-0, but uh, they will be playing in Brazil, the Eagles, and a yet-to-be-determined opponent which will not be the Patriots, uh, because uh, the Patriots and the Eagles met last year. So that is not going to happen. So it won't be the Patriots uh, heading to Brazil. Uh, but uh, we know that it will be on September 6th. Bruins will be back in action tonight. They have been off seem- seemingly forever, the, uh, the Boston Bruins. But we'll get to that. They take, take on Calgary tonight at the TD Garden. Uh, joining me on this segment of Kale & Company is an award-winning tenured strategist in diversity and inclusion and a lecturer in the Technological Innovation, Entrepreneurship, and Strategic Management Group at the MIT Sloan School of Management and the author of a brand-new book, From Intention to Impact, A Practical Guide to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. The book is just out and our guest on the program is Amalia Lazu. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Uh, it is our pleasure indeed. Your your book talks about uh, diversity in the workplace. Uh, what are some of the major barriers companies face? And what makes it hard to move from intention to impact?
2: Well... First off, let me say, I think that all companies and in society, we all face similar barriers. And that's a not understanding the depth that this narrative around otherness, you know, race, sex, um, gender, things like that. I don't think we fully appreciate how deep these narratives are um, in ourselves and in our psyche. Um, And secondly, we don't actually know what to do with the pushback. So when we start making change to reach that impact and people start asking, like, well, what does this mean for me? You know, as a straight white male, am I going to be irrelevant? We don't actually know how to respond to that straight white male to let him know everyone's included in this, including them. Um, And I think that leads us to stop doing the work rather than pushing through the pushback.
0: Well, this is Black History Month and what suggestions do you have for companies that that want to observe it?
2: Well, first and foremost, if you want to observe Black History Month, you know start by really understanding what your goal is for doing this, right? Are you just doing it because it's something to do um, or are you doing it because it's going to help? Um, your brand's narrative. And I think finding that connection is really helpful. Second, bringing speakers in, you know, that are relevant to your industry, um, that are experts in Black history in your industry, you know, have a Black experience themselves. Being in proximity with Black history, I think, is the best thing you can do for the month.
0: Our guest is Molly Lazu, and uh, the new book, which is just out, and folks, I mean just out, is from uh, Intention to Impact, a practical guide to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, Can you stay with us for a few more minutes?
2: Absolutely.
0: All right. We will be right back, right here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL and Htalkradio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Our guest is Malia Lazu and founder and CEO of the Lazu Group and her new book, which is just out, I think, yesterday or today, right? Malia? Did we lose her? I'm so sorry. No. It's
2: officially out today. It's officially out today.
0: Officially out today. Okay. And it's called From Intention to Impact, a practical guide to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And uh, your book focuses on race when it comes to diversity as as opposed to the LGBTQ plus community or women. And uh, why is that?
2: I think, first, that you should write most of what you know, and and being a straight black woman, I didn't want to get into movements that other people have um, much more expertise, like the disability movement or the LGBT um, movement. I decided to focus on race because I believe that race is our third rail. When I come in and I talk with companies and the minute we say diversity, they say, well, you know, we should also care about people with disabilities and care about women and care about anything else but working on blackness or, or, you know, working on the exclusion of Latino people. And I think that's because for us, it is it is such a third rail that we almost become paralyzed. Um, when we start talking about race, right? we We don't know really how to do it. We're afraid we will offend. We will afraid we we will get offended. Um, and so, in that way, I really wanted to take one of our original sins, right? what what created whiteness and blackness, um, this idea of color and deconstruct that, um, and and give people not you know not too much wriggle room um, to think about diversity in other ways, but really try to ask them to think about it as in in a racial way.
0: Well, we mentioned that February is Black History Month, March is Women's History Month. Do you consider uh, women to be part of an you know uh, you know un- underrepresented group? Uh, in the workforce and and if so, uh, what can be done about it?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are more men named John that run fortune Five hundred companies than women who run fortune five hundred companies and um you know the the equation to get inclusive the equation to build belonging works for everyone right we we call it the 3 Ls listen learn and take loving action um and you can do that with women you can do that um you know with people with disabilities with the lgbtq community. Um, and so any one of, of these, um, you know, any one of these solutions you can use with anyone who's, who's excluded. Um, I think with women in particular, um, you know, again, when with Women's History Month, it's important, it's important to know, A, women's history, right? What have women been asking for? What have women been saying their experiences are? And two, reflect, uh, you know, as yourself and, and as a business and figure out, well, what do we say about women? right? Use this month to look at your numbers, right? Do you have a pay gap? Do men get paid more than, than women in your company? Use Women's History Month is not a time to just check off the box, but to really look at who gets promoted, right? Um, what we know is that women-led teams have 21% more patents in Silicon Valley than male-led teams. You know, these are real material numbers for your business. And so, you know, yes, um, bring women in to talk about the history, get to know history. I think that's what's important for all of these cultural heritage months. But more than that, reflect on yourself of why has your company maybe struggled with hiring women or with promoting women? Um, And look at your own culture um, for Women's History Month.
0: Now, you mentioned the three L's, which are listen, learn, and take loving action. Uh, your book also outlines the seven stages from uh, intention to impact. Uh, could you uh, just run us through those?
2: Absolutely. You know, the the first three stages are are what um, a lot of companies is a cycle a lot of companies get on or you know and and the first is there's something you can do about the problem right you you get excited um you sign a pledge um the next couple of steps are about working at pledge right you You do a training, you learn, you start to take action on low hanging fruit, right? You start, let's have a Black History Month event, right? You start doing things that, um, that are, are easier to, um, to do. And in stage four, you start feeling pushback, but a lot of times people don't understand what that is because it comes as a valid critique. It, it comes as someone worried about compliance, right? And, and once that pushback is is said and is talked about um that pushback doesn't go away it it doesn't resolve itself um and so steps 5 and 6 are really about realizing that this pushback isn't an attempt to make the product um, or the event um, or or you know the the incident stronger or or more likely to be inclusive. It's actually pushback that's trying to slow down the process of change, right? And this is where um, Peter Drucker's co- quote culture, each strategy for breakfast, right? This is where your culture starts coming in, right? Where people start asking, well, are we going to hire less qualified people, right? Can we really just target women that might be sexist, right? This idea of reverse sexism or reverse racism as if that's a real thing um, starts, starts coming up. And it's really not until you get to that step six that you realize this isn't legitimate pushback. Right, This is pushback that's actually trying to slow down change because it's bias, right? It's the bias that's sitting in our institutions, in our structures, maybe not even our people, but most likely our people, right? I, as a black woman, have shown up sexist and racist in different times, right? We all have um, these narratives inside of us because we're American. And so stage six is really about realizing that this pushback is not legitimate, and stage seven is doing it, right? Pushing through and knowing that it is profitable. It is smart business to take on DEI efforts and helping your company do that. And so that's really the cycle that um, companies go through. And unfortunately, a lot of times they don't get out of stage four, right? They just sort of right. sit in the pushback and, and let the pushback become facts.
0: You know, I, I want to know before we have to uh, wrap it up on this Tuesday morning, uh, how did Harry Belafonte uh, affect your career or impact your career?
2: Oh, my gosh. You know, first of all, you know, re- rest his soul. And I'm so sorry that I didn't do anything for him at the Grammy. I, mean, I was really expecting to see something. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like, wait a second. I mean, I love Sinead. Don't get me wrong. You know, but I'm like, well, Harry was kind of the first Sinead. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um. You know, but... I mean working for him was like a you know an education that um I could have never paid for and I could have never put together. I mean he is living history. Um he lost a lot of what he had to stand up um for for people um and to stand up for what he believed in and he lost a lot in order to do that and I think the biggest thing that Harry Belafonte taught me was how to stand in my own integrity. And if I believe something is wrong, then I should be willing to say that, and I should be willing to lose material things um, in in order to say that. And watching him do that, and and watching him do that every day, um, changed my life, and and is why I can, you know, I could be a bank president and develop products um, with, you know, that that were community influenced um, because I knew how important it is for people who want to um, make change to actually stand steadfast and, and make that change. And it was a real pleasure to, to see him do that.
0: Well, it must have been, uh, you know, quite an opportunity to, to work with him for the amount of time that you did. Is, is that what uh, made you uh, decide uh, to make diversity, equity and inclusion your life's work?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I started off as a community activist and an organizer, which is, you know, when Harry um, found me when I was in my 20s running around changing the world Um, and being and working with him and, and working globally. I mean, we, you know, we worked in South Africa, we worked in Venezuela, and I began to see our interconnectedness, right? What this idea of... The Enlightenment experiment, what it caused so so many communities to have to respond to, um, and that's really where when I realized that this was something that I, that I wanted to do, and um, I decided to also target corporations. Um, you know, working with him because what I saw was it's not just in the streets, right? That there are. There is organizing in the streets, and that's important, but there's also a ton of people who want to make change in institutions, right, who want to make change in organizations, Um, and a lot of times they don't have the support, so being able to work with corporations that have this intention, that know that diverse teams are 34% more profitable, um, you know, that, um, that diverse teams can enter new markets um, more successfully than non-diverse teams, um, they needed help. And I wanted to help them be able to reach that impact.
0: Well, I, I'm sure the the book will go a long way uh, into into doing just that. And uh, Molly Alazu, uh, you've been a terrific guest. We really appreciate it. And, and best of luck with the new book, From Intention to Impact, A Practical Guide to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Thanks so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. And, uh, well, it just came out today, folks. So hopefully uh, one of these days it'll be available uh, at Gibson's or, uh, and I'm sure you can get it through Amazon and all the other places that you uh, get books. That'll do it for this edition of Kale & Company. Great to have you along with us on this Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a, uh, an in-studio puppet show uh, tomorrow. Puppetry on the radio tomorrow. Right here, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And remember, folks, always look on the bright side of life.